Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. And let me know where you are watching from. We're going to do a quick message preview of tomorrow. Sunday messages, 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain. That is, what time is that? That's uh, 11.15 and 1.15 Eastern time. Come on in, won't you? And let me know where you are watching from. Come on in. Let me know where you are watching from. We added a platform tonight. We added LinkedIn tonight. So this is the first time we're going to add LinkedIn. Come on in, everybody. What's going on? Speak to me as you come in and let me know where you are watching from. Merced, California. Good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Come on in, y'all. Aurora, good to see you. Atlanta, Georgia, good to see you. Come on, guys. Come on in. Speak to me. Let me know where you're watching from. South Carolina, Texas, good to see you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Centennial. What's going on, Centennial? Good to see you. Florence, South Carolina, good to see you. And what else we got? Shalom to you. Shalom to you. Shalom to you. Come on in, everybody. The Lord has been blessing my life. Come on here. I want to hear the praise reports. Go to our website. Submit those praise reports. Do it on our app. Text HARVEST to 877-552-4746. And you can do that. Can I get somebody to type that? It Put that, uh, tag that, um, um, put that in the comments over here so we can pin that. Omaha, good to see you. Jersey, good to see you. Come on, you all. Speak to me. I pray that you've had an amazing week. Zero, if you want to hit reset for your week. 10 if your week has just been amazing, all right? Zero to 10, just rate your week. Drop it in the comments below. Decatur, Georgia, excited. We'll be in Atlanta. I've been sowing and paying my tithes happily. Come on here. Let me tell you something. That is an anointing. We are anointed. Hey, Marilyn, uh, Harvest is anointed for several things, but one of the things is um, in, the, in the area of finance and financial breakthrough. Um, and so that's why the faithful givers of Harvest are always seeing that type of breakthrough. I'm telling you, look at this comment. I see the difference it makes. Come on. I cannot wait to hear your praise reports. Make sure you send them in our app and in our website. Boom, there it is. Uh, I see lots of tens. Come on, tens. Come on. Somebody says Shalom from Target. Lafayette, good to see you. Target, good to see you. All right, Maryland, good to see you. So listen, you all, we do this message preview. We moved it up an hour to, before it was 9 p.m. on Tuesdays and Saturdays, and we moved it up an hour to 8 p.m. Um, that's Mountain Time, 10 p.m. on the East Coast, and that's what we're doing. And so I'm giving you a preview of where we're going for the mall morning's messages. Why do I do the message preview? Uh, it's the same reason a movie theater gives you previews. Anybody like movies, wave at me. I love movies. Um, some of my favorite movies, you hear me talk about them in church. I love the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? I love seeing a woman overcome, the, not just a woman, but anybody, overcome those uh, what seem like insurmountable obstacles, uh, abuse and all of that. I love seeing that. I love the movie New Jack City. I love New Jack Swing music. And uh, and so I just love that movie represented that whole era and all of that. And so that was amazing. And so it, it's just literally, 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 it's been an absolute, uh, it's been an absolute, uh, I love movies, that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, and so what did they do at the beginning of the movies? <clears throat> they show you Batman. I love Batman. 
I like Batman just as a superhero because I see that Batman can actually be a realistic superhero. Ain't no, no Superman with no laser beams coming out your eyes and you can bend steel and all that. But could there just be somebody that's got a lot of money and a lot of free time? Yes. All right. All that being said, um, I love movies. And at the movies, what do they do for the first 15, 20, sometimes now 25 minutes at the beginning of the movie? They give you a preview of what's to come. Why? So you will be excited about what's to come. So I need you to watch this in two levels. Number one, um, this is a preview to get you excited about the word in the morning. 9.15, 11.15 Mountain, 11.15, 1.15 Eastern Time. But then, number two, this is to get you excited about what's to come in your life. I need you to hear me. Everything that has happened up to this point in this year, hear me, is simply a preview. The movie hasn't started yet. I need you to put a praise in the comments for the preview and the movie ain't even started yet. You've only seen a glimpse of the great things that God has in store for your life. Jeremiah 29 says, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you to give you a future and a hope, which means God says, this is just a preview. Something greater is on the way, all right? Now, that being said, we have been in this series all this month. We're down to the last two messages of this series called Let's Be Kids Again. Where does this come from? In the Gospels, and the gospel means good news. And I need you all to hear me on, on every platform tonight because some Christians are infatuated with bad news. They only want to talk about bad news, only want to talk about gossip, only want to talk about negative stuff, only want to talk about what's not going right, only want to talk about crazy stuff. You got some Christians, watch me, who sit in these seats of a spiritual, uh, like they are a moral police department and they sit and trying to judge everybody else when really they need to be judging themselves. The Bible says judge yourself so that you don't have to be judged. You don't, you don't qualify to sit in the seat of a judge of other people. And what's amazing about that is many people cannot accept good news. First of all, I need you to just put this in the comments, say good news come, good news come. The gospel is good news. Matthew Mark and Luke, those referred to as the synoptic gospels. John's gospel is different because John, when he writes his gospel, John goes all the way back. He says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word came flesh and built among us. You got to hear me. So John's is slightly different. Uh, it is a synopsis, but he starts from a different posture and position. So um, good news. That's what gospel means. So we talk about preaching the gospel. We are preaching the good news. So I need you to be okay with good news. Watch me about yourself, good news about your future, good news about your finances, good news about your family. Listen to me. If all you want to talk about is negativity and this and that, and the news said this, and the government this, and the this and that, you are missing the whole point of being a Christian. Being a Christian means I believe that the good news is the news that I'm hearing, and the good news is that the bad news is wrong. All right, so here we go. In the Gospels, Jesus says this, the only way to receive the kingdom is that you must be childlike, which means the gospel belongs to those who act like kids again. I've been repeating that phrase every message so that you get it. The, the kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. I need you to know that phrase. The kingdom belongs to those that act like kids again. And consequently, um, I taught you that there's a difference between being childish and childlike. All throughout this series, I've been teaching you what it is to be childlike. And I gave you these principles that children are 
Kids are uh, fearless until they're taught to fear. And I walked you through several different things. Kids are adventurous until they're taught to play it too safe. Kids are not afraid of uh, 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 failure um, because they haven't been faded by foods. I gave you all of these different principles. And this past Wednesday, and if you missed Wednesday's message, do yourself a favor and go back and watch it. You can watch it in our podcast. You can watch it in our app. Uh, you can watch it. Um, all of that's available before you just text Harvest to 877-552-4746. And when you do that, you'll be able to uh, to get caught up with the messages. Um, on Wednesday's message and throughout this whole series, we've been talking about David. Our last series in July, we focused on Saul. And then this series, we focused on the transition from King Saul to King David. So Saul was the very first king of the nation of Israel. Saul's name literally means asked for, which means God gave them what they asked for uh, in the form of Saul. And then we see David arise. Why does David arise? Because Saul willfully deviated from what God said to do. In fact, the Bible says that Saul operated in rebellion. And rebellion, the Bible says, was the sin of witchcraft. It's manipulation. You have to be careful that you don't get caught up in witchcraft and not even know it. What do you mean? Where you are manipulative, where you are subversive, where you are trying to create undercurrents with authority, where you're creating drama, you're creating problems, you're a gossip, you're creating dissension, you're stirring up negativity, all right? You got to be careful that you don't get caught up in that, all right? Because a lot of times people think, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And they like to point the finger at other people, yet they are a whole witch, they are a whole warlock because they are literally rebellious. They stir up rebellion amongst other people. All right. Bless you, Elder. Um, so listen, <clears throat> guys, if you haven't shared yet, make sure that you share. I know we're an hour earlier than normal and some folks may have forgotten. So that's cool. They can watch the replay. All right? But it's eight o'clock mountain time, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Now, listen, this being said, um, this being said, this is very important. Um, Saul did that. And so God says to Saul, I'm going to tear the kingdom from you. And I am going to give it to someone else. And who does he select? David. David is a young man at the time, which means, watch me, David was in the field being prepared. The Bible says that David was keeping his father's sheep and David was put out there and they thought it was a punishment, but really it was God's preparation. I need you to hear me. Everything that has ever felt like punishment to you, I need you to repent for how you looked at it. It was not punishment. Just type this on the screen. It was preparation. It was getting you ready. It was getting you teed up. It was getting you focused. It was showing you how to deal with things. David, you're about to be a king and you're going to be dealing with people. And when you deal with people, many of the people you deal with, David, are going to have some of the traits of sheep. This is why David says, be diligent to know the state of that flock. It's a leadership principle. It, it means be diligent to know the state of the people that you're leading. You need to know what's going on. You need to have your pulse on what's happening so that you know how to navigate, so that you know how to move forward. Everything that, that, that looked like they were punishing David, it was really preparation. David's father's name was a man named Jesse. And Jesse's name literally means God's gift. But Jesse, watch me, Jesse literally rejects David. But everything Jesse does to David, listen to me, it is a gift. Bishop, how do you know that? Because Jesse's name means gift from God, which means, Jesse, everything you do to me, it is a gift for me. I need y'all to hear me tonight. 
Everything that you've ever looked at in your life and you were like, this is not right. This is not fair. This is rejection. This is abandonment. Why are you treating me like this? Why are you doing me like this? It was really, in fact, a gift for you. I need you to put that in the comments. It's a gift. It's a gift. Um, David um, literally has, he's the eighth son of Jesse. And we recognize David makes this statement that he was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. David reveals to us that he is the product of being born out of wedlock. I want to say this to every person where faith only religious people have judged you because of your story. I need you to hear me. Let the redeemed of the Lord say it. I need you to put this in all caps. So, in other words, um, what you are judging me for, God is going to use for his glory. Um, David is the product. Hear me. Of a uh, of not being born in wedlock. In fact, we do not even know where David's mother is. Y'all better hear me. Nowhere do you see David's mother recognized, spoken of, talked about in the scripture. We do know that she's not around because nowhere in the scripture does uh, when David is interacting with his family do we ever see him interact with his mother. It's always Jesse. Jesse sent some food down to the brothers that were fighting with Goliath. Jesse said this. Jesse said that. So check this out. I need you to listen very carefully. David is in a blended family. And blended families, if you've ever been in a blended family, you know those can be difficult. David is treated different than his brothers. How do you know? When Samuel, the man of God, comes to Jesse's house, in order to anoint the king that's going to replace King Saul, what ends up happening, y'all? David is not even invited into the house. Imagine the feeling of rejection that he has. Guys, if you haven't clicked share, I need you to click share. All of you watching me on Facebook, YouTube, all of that, I need you to click the like button and the share button, all right? There's way more of you watching than have clicked that button, all right? He's in a blended family, and he's treated different than his brothers. For some of you, you have always been treated different. Every environment you went in, they never let you be part of the clique. They never let you be part of their little club. They excluded you from their little lunches. They excluded you from their little stuff. I need you to type this on the screen, and I'm glad about it. I need you to be glad about the things that you were excluded from. I need you to be glad about the things that you were not included in. I need you to be glad, hear me, about the things that did not go the way that you wanted them to go. I need somebody on Facebook to be glad about the things that did not go the way you wanted them to go. To be glad about the things that did not happen the way you wanted them to happen. David was treated differently. And consequently, this thing plays in his mind. Um, because David is isolated. Listen, a lot of David's life as a young man, he spends, come on, there it is, Will. A lot of David's time, he spends it by himself. He is with his father's sheep and he spends a lot of time by himself. There are some of you, watch me, where um, a lot of your upbringing, a lot of your life, you have found that it's just you and God. Am I talking to anybody on any platform tonight? It's just you and God. 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 Watch me. And something that is not glamorous to do. Keeping sheep as a young man was not a glamorous thing to do. In fact, his brothers talked down to him, like, go keep them few sheep that you keep. In other words, go do your little business. 
Go do your little job. Go do your little this. They try to put a little on it to try to marginalize you. But I'm here to tell you, the one that was overlooked was the one that God was looking for. I need you to drop them eyes emoji in the comments because you're exactly who God's been looking for. You're exactly who God's been looking at. You got to hear me. All right. So in that, David, um, from a young man, he spends a lot of time by himself. As a young man, he spends a lot of time doing things that are not glamorous things to do. Um, and then after G Samuel is in Jesse's house, seven of Jesse's sons go before Samuel, the man of God. And Samuel's like, okay, it's got to be this one. It's not. It's got to be this one. It's not. He goes through seven counterfeits before he gets to David, which is the fit. And I need you all to hear me tonight. I need you to hear me tonight. You will always have more counterfeits than fits. You will always have more fakes than the real thing. Look at me. Do not let the counterfeits make you quit. I'm going to say that again. Do not let the counterfeit friends. Don't let the counterfeit associates. Don't let, here it is, the counterfeit relationships. Here it is. Don't let the people who say they're going to be with you and then they can't even last. Do not let the counterfeits make you quit. There are always more counterfeits than fits. You will, look at me. You are always going to go through more people um, than you think you should have to before you get to your fit. This is in every area of your life. Please listen to me. We only got 11 more minutes on this message preview. You're always going to have more fakes than the real thing. So for those who say, it ain't no good people out here. I've dated three people. Baby, that is not even enough. You have not even gone through enough to reach your, the number. You got to go through seven to get to an eight. And what is seven? Seven is the biblical number of completion. You got to go through seven fake friends. You got to go through seven phonies. You got to go through seven disappointments. You got to go. So look at me. Stop saying this. Somebody said something to me. And I said, that's impossible. Um, uh, listen, stop saying uh, I lost, uh, you know, I lost a friend. I lost this. I lost that. You cannot lose a friend. Well, that's me. You cannot lose. If somebody walks out, that just means they are not the fit. Y'all got to hear me. Guys, if you haven't clicked share yet, click share. I know we're an hour earlier than normal, but just go with me. Most people watch this on the replay. All right, here we go. Um, if, if they can walk out, that means they are not the fit. Stop talking about I lost. You didn't lose nobody. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all, you have been beating yourself up. Because you keep talking about, I lost some people. You didn't, it's impossible to lose somebody. It's impossible to lose somebody. You're just not the fit. Y'all gonna come on tonight. It's just not the fit. Samuel didn't say, I lost seven of Jesse's sons. No, he said, these ninjas don't fit. And when he got to David, all of a sudden, the Bible says, and the oil flowed. And the oil flowed. Come on, y'all. And the oil flowed. Which means when I find my fit, there's going to be a flow. When I find my fit, there's going to be a flow. When I find my fit, there's going to be a flow. David is anointed to be king in 1 Samuel 16. In 1 Samuel 17, you ready? David takes down Goliath. And from 1 Samuel 18 until 2 Samuel 2, you got to hear me. David is in timeout. For 16 years after he's anointed to be the next king, God sits him in time now. And I taught you last Sunday what David literally did. 
David has to navigate through being in timeout. He has to navigate from going from this great, 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 great victory. He has to navigate from um, now going to sit in a position of service. He has to learn how to serve the king before he can be the king. And some of y'all got to hear me. If your serve is not strong, watch me, then your serves won't be either. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. If your surge is not strong, then your surge will not be strong. If your serve is not strong, then your surge will not be strong. He literally sits in a position of service for the next 16 years. I pray that God give you the heart of a servant. Y'all better talk to me tonight. What does a servant do? A servant serves and doesn't get mad that they get treated like what they say they are. It's quiet now. Uh, the stronger you serve, the stronger you serve. Name me one person in that Bible that ever achieved anything great that did not serve. You know what you can't do? You can't name me one. Joseph served his father. Joseph served in Potiphar's house. Joseph served in the prison. Joseph served Pharaoh. He served his way up. Moses served in, in, uh, in Pharaoh's house. Moses served uh, 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 his father-in-law's sheep. Moses served when he went back to Pharaoh. Y'all better talk to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on. I need you to make sure your heart is always in a posture of service. Stop demanding. Because watch me. The greatest amongst you shall be your servant. And for some of you, all, everything is transactional. If you don't get a check, then you ain't in it. And you don't understand how God works. That your check becomes your reward. If I didn't get paid for it, guess what? Then this means that God has to reward me. Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing that any good that anyone does, he shall receive the same from the Lord. Which means when I do it and you don't pay me for it, God has to pay me back. I need every person that is in the position of a servant, put a praise emoji on the screen, which means my heart is not just about getting a check. My heart is not just about, they should have did this, they should have did this. I'm glad they didn't say thank you. I'm glad they didn't give you a check. I'm glad they didn't pay you because this means that God now is going to make sure that you get taken care of. David served. And when David served, this means he did what he needed to do. He did what he was asked to do. And the Bible says that everything Saul asked David to do. Now, y'all just think about this for a minute. I just got anointed to replace this dude. And now God says, serve this man. Talk, y'all. I just got anointed to take this man's job. You about to lose your job. I just got anointed to take this man's job. And now God has me serving this man. For some of you, you got to hear me. The positions of service God gives you are interviews to see if you're going to get the seat. They are interviews to see if you're going to qualify for your next. They are interviews to see if you're going to qualify for what's ahead of you. Your serve creates your serves. And David served faithfully for 16 years. And in 2 Samuel chapter 2, he is given part of what God promised him. What did God promise him? He says, you're going to be the king. Now, I want you to look at me. David never asked to be king. Saul never asked to be king. Joseph never asked to be prime minister. Moses never asked to be a deliverer, which means what God has next for you, look at me, look at me, look at me, will be bigger than what you asked for. Come on, I need you to just type this word in all caps, B-I-G, <laughs> notorious, let's go, B-I-G. It's going to be 
bigger than what you asked for. They, that's why Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. They never asked for that stuff. And God gave it to them. Y'all better talk to me. They never asked for that. They never asked for that. Paul never said, I want to be the apostle to the Gentiles. Peter was a fisherman. He never said, I want to be, I, I, I want to stand up and preach on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people get saved. Y'all ain't talking to me. They never asked for that. This was beyond what they asked for. Elisha never said, Elisha never said, I want to be the next uh, leading prophet. I want to be the next master prophet was the terminology. I, I want to be the next Elijah. He never said that. He said, I just want to serve Elijah. He never said that, but he got that, which means you got to hear me. What God wants to do for you exceeds what you could imagine, which also explains, you ready? Here's the shift. Why your trauma has exceeded what you thought it should. Let's talk. It exceeds your, your trauma. What is trauma? Deeply disturbing, emotional, um, or stressful events. That's trauma. Deeply disturbing, uh, 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 stressful, or emotional events. That's trauma. David never asked to be king, but his triumph was, or excuse me, but his trauma was a king's trauma. Here he is. Bible says as a little boy, as a little boy, he's fighting lions and bears. And the Bible says David goes after the lion and bear tries to take one of the sheep. David says he goes and chases this mark down and, and beats it with a club until he kills it. And then if one of the animals turns on him, David said that then uh, the Lord delivers him. What? So from a little boy, you have been used to fighting lions and bears. To defend sheep that aren't yours. That's traumatic. That's traumatic. From a little boy, you have been rejected by your father. That's traumatic. From a little boy, you do not know where your mother is. That's traumatic. And listen to me. Trauma. Listen, y'all. I need some of y'all to do this as an Insta story. I know we're an hour earlier than we normally do message preview. And most will watch the replay, but I need you to hear me. Your trauma is transportation to triumph. That's just traumatic. David, you don't even know who your mama is. That's traumatic. So you never were nurtured. So all you know how to do is fight. Watch me. All you know how to do is fight, David, because you never saw the... Y'all remember the commercials? Come see the softer side of Sears. You never saw the softer side of Sears. You were always over in the tools. You were always in the tools. Your trauma is transportation to your triumph. But we see, we see David's triumphs, y'all. But we never see his trauma. That's traumatic. It's traumatic, David, um, that your own brothers are your biggest haters. It's traumatic, David, that you are fighting Goliath. The king don't want to fight Goliath. The army don't want to fight Goliath. And the kid in the room is the one that's like, I'll fight this mark. That's traumatic. It's traumatic. Watch me. You have to cut a you have to cut a giant's head off. David took this man's sword, Goliath, and chopped his head off. Goliath was between six seven five and nine seven five feet tall. Point seven five feet tall. That's traumatic. Could you imagine taking that man's sword? Think how big his sword is. Number one. Number two. And you chopping this dude's head off, which means David, you've seen so much blood. 
David, you've been fighting your whole life. David, this is traumatic. We're celebrating your triumph, but you just cut a dude's head off. And do you know what the Bible says he did with the head? He grabbed the head. Took, let me tell you how traumatic, how, how, how traumatized David was. David took Goliath's head and took it back to his tent and kept the head. David was like, I'm going to remember this. Can you all just imagine the stench, the maggots, the flies, the gnats, the smell? This is traumatic. And some of you all, you have great victories, but you went through hell to get it. Are there any survivors on this message preview tonight? Whatever platform you're on, we got to go because it's 830. We got to go. Are there any survivors on here tonight where you have had some triumph, but dang it, it was a whole fight for you to make it. I need y'all to talk to me in these comments. Where are my survivors at? Drop a comment. Guys, if you haven't shared yet, I need you to share. We're an hour early for message preview. We moved it up to eight this week. All right. All right, you got to hear me. You got to hear me. Everybody sees how successful you are, but they don't know. Watch me. When you were eating oodles and noodles and when you was having peanut butter sandwiches and when y'all ain't saying nothing. And when you was hiding your car because you didn't want it to get repo. I wish I had some honest people on here tonight. And so that creates trauma. I was talking to somebody this past week and I told them I was going to use this as an example. I was going to use this as an example. And I mentioned it in church on Wednesday. Anybody on this message preview, you ever had a moment or a time or a season in your life where um, maybe you were going through a tough financial time? And you know how um, if you've ever been there, you stretch everything and you stretch in that toothpaste to the last bit. Wave at me if you've ever had to stretch something. You put water in the shampoo to stretch it. Y'all better talk to me. Uh Oh, you put water in the milk to stretch it. Come on, y'all. You have to stretch it. Anybody ever had to stretch something? Just wave at me. You ain't got to say what you stretch. Just wave at me. Maybe that's not your story. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, hear me. If you've never been attacked in an area, then that means you've never been anointed in that area. So there's no shame in your game. Don't You ain't got to be like, oh, I've never I've been doing mm -mm -mm. If you've never been attacked in an area, that means you've never been anointed in an area. So for every person that's ever been attacked in any financial way... That means you anointed financially. Oh my God. You ready? What is anointing? It's grace. It's favor. It's supernatural. Which means since I survived the attack, I'm anointed so that the attack doesn't scare me. All right. Trauma. Here's what it can do. It can create something called neurosis. And neurosis, you ready? Neurosis is when you literally are out of it, but you still act like you're traumatized from it. You're out of it. All right. If you've ever been in an abusive relationship, and, and let's not just talk about men and women because there's some abusing women out there. Um, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship, you can be out of it, but you can still have a neurosis where you're out of it, but you still have this, uh, uh, it, it, it's literally, it, it's an anxiety. It, it is this, it is this, it's the aftershock of what you've been in. You're not in an abusive relationship anymore, but you still act like that. So if somebody walks up on you real fast, you flinching. Y'all not talking to me tonight. If you were ever abused uh, 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 growing up as a child, you have these complexes. So anytime somebody raises their voice, stop raising your voice at me. You go way over the top. You do, you're doing the most. It's the aftershock. See, trauma is two parts. It's the shock, then it's the aftershock. If you've ever had a relationship that failed, 
Got it? So anytime, now you may be in a new relationship, and anytime they're like, we need to talk. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now you're talking about you finna leave, you ready to go, and you don't even know what they want to talk about. Because even though it's over, you still live in the aftershock. Y'all ready? David, we see his triumph, but we do not see or pay attention to his trauma. And one of the things David never did was fully heal from his trauma. And you see this with certain things. You see this in how he handles certain things. Tomorrow morning's message, 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain. It's 11.15 and 1.15 Eastern Time. Is this. You need therapy. What does the word therapy mean, Bishop? Healing. And hear me, guys. There are multiple ways to heal. Therapy is not limited to what we call therapy. Therapy, it, it literally means there are multiple ways to heal. I'm going to show you how David healed from some things. And there's some things he didn't. And I need you to hear me for you. Your future needs you totally healed. Conversations can be healing. I'm literally going to give you the instructions tomorrow. I'm going to literally give you the instructions tomorrow. Conversations can be healing. Some of my greatest healing comes through conversations. Some of my greatest healing comes through conversations. Some of my greatest therapy comes from dealing with counterparts, other men of God, other executives who sit in, in the seat that I do or a similar seat. That's my greatest thing. You need therapy. And somebody keeps saying, maybe I need to sit down. Maybe I... Watch me. Exercise can be therapy. Come on, y'all. A meal can be therapeutic. Some of y'all, watch me. You go eat with the wrong people. You eat with people who, who, cause you, <laughs> who cause you trauma. You need to eat with people that bring you therapy. Bring me some healing. I don't need, I, I need, to, be, I need to eat with people who are my escape, not that I need an escape from. Y'all got to hear me. Look, somebody over here on TikTok says, I just had a healing conversation with my birth mother. Healing. They're, all therapy means is healing. And listen, we live in this culture where people, I've heard people say this. I believe in Jesus and therapy. What? It's not Jesus plus nothing. Jesus, look at me, is therapy. Come on, y'all. Jesus is therapy. He's our healer. And he's provided multiple ways for us to heal. It's not Jesus plus anything. It is Jesus is everything. I need y'all to put that on the screen. He is everything. Right? So he's given us multiple ways to heal. He's, multi he's given us multiple ways to heal. I, when I hear that phrase, it literally, it just makes me want to just snap, crackle, and pop. Because I'm like, what do you mean Jesus plus something? Like, this is the same stuff in the Bible that God was like, no, it is not me plus anything. It's me. It's him. And what gets me about some Christians is that we're reaching for everything else but the healer. Jesus is a healer. He ain't practicing medicine. Y'all better hear me. Doctors practice medicine. No, doctors don't practice healing. And I, listen very carefully. I'm not knocking that. That's one way that God has provided therapy. That's one way. But that's one way. That's not the only way. For some of you, watch me. Your therapy is simply going to be, you ready for me? Moving. It's going to be therapeutic for you to move environments. Because the, the people that you are around, they reflect where you've been, not where you're going. Y'all better talk to me. For some of you, we got to go. We're seven minutes over. For some of you, your therapy is, is, is literally, well, I'll tell you what. I got you tomorrow. I got you tomorrow. 9.15 and 11.15 a.m. Mountain Time. 
1115 Eastern Time. We did our message preview an hour earlier. Again, I told you we're going to move it up. Um, we did that on Tuesday an hour early, today an hour earlier. What do we do? Every Saturday night, every Tuesday night, we do a message preview for the next day's messages. Tuesday night is for Wednesday Night Live. And then um, um, Saturday is for Sunday morning. If you're in Denver, join us at 3590 Grape Street. Can I get a few of y'all to put that on the screen? 3590 Grape Street. It's going to be amazing, um, both experiences. And tomorrow is back to school Sunday, so we're going to give away backpacks, school supplies. Kids will have a bounce house and all those kind of things. Um, it'll be modified um, in terms of the scale that we normally do it because, of course, we've been moving our Denver location uh, over the last couple of weeks. Again, big shout out and thank you to all of our dream team that has made that happen. Um, can y'all just grab a clap to thank all of our dream team that has made that happen? All right, and then if you're not in Denver, you can join us uh, on YouTube, Facebook, any of our digital campuses. Best way to stay connected, text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746 to get our app. All right, I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Here's what I want to do to end this. Um, how many of you, you're excited about the word tomorrow? How many of you are excited about the word tomorrow? Wave at me. Last two things I want to do. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. Do me a favor. Do that hand with emoji or say it to me. Whatever platform you're on, even if you're watching the replay or even if you're listening to this on the podcast replay that comes out, do that hand with emoji or say it to me. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or become uh, or be sure on three. Be like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God. For real, for real. Do not miss this opportunity in this moment. On three, do the hand with emoji or say it to me. One, two, three. Respond right there. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Do that handy baby emoji say, it's me, whatever platform you're on. Guys, while they're responding, I'm going to count you down in just a moment. While they are responding, if the, if the preview bless you, uh, I want to encourage you, you can sow into it. How can you do that? You can use, um, um, if you're on TikTok, there's a way to do it. Or you can use the, um, the uh, badges over here on Instagram. Um, there's a way to do that through YouTube too, but you can also use Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-M, with the number two at the end. You can use that also. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Giblify. All of that's available for you too. I see people responding. Guys, they're responding already. I see you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, you can sow that way too. Whatever you sow tonight, just call, I want you to just call this, um, call this your healing seed. Call this your healing seed. And we're in the eighth month. So whatever you sow, put an eight in it. You can do, if you can do $80, 888, whatever you're gonna do, put an eight in what you sow. Whatever you sow, put an eight in it. Call this your healing seed tonight. All right. I see people are responding across every platform. Every platform. Amen. 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 COS. Is that Colorado Springs? I'm not sure what COS is. All right. Listen, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Um, I'm going to count you down. I see many have already responded, or some have already responded. I'm waiting on you. Cross-platform. Five, four, three, two. Wherever you're at, respond before I get to one. One. If that's you, even if you're watching on the replay, don't miss your moment. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, y'all, you just prayed that prayer. It's just that simple. You know what? Christianity is so simple, people make it hard. It's not hard. It's really this simple. Now that you've given your life to the Lord, now you walk it out. 
And how do you walk it out? What's next, Bishop? Let me sow that into you. Let me sow that word into you. All you have to do is text the word harvest and the phone number 877-5, or excuse me, text the word decision, excuse me. They're going to put it in the comments. Text the word decision and on here will be on the screen. Text the word decision to 877-552-4746. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a message right away and show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle, not just a hobby. I love you all. Whatever you sow, drop an eight in it, drop an eight in it, drop an eight in it, drop an eight in it. It's going to be amazing. Oh, you'll be with my buddy. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I pray safe travels for you. Amen. All right. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Remember, message preview has moved up an hour. All right. I see you guys in the morning. Shalom. Now, listen, go share. If y'all don't go share this, I need you to go share, especially if we change the timing. So a lot of folks... You know, we'll watch the replay because they're going to be ready. They're going to be ready at nine. They'll be like, come on, Bishop, let's go. Move it up. So I need you to share. Put it in your story. Text somebody. Make sure that you share. All right. Let's see more and more people come to the Lord. Love y'all. Can I get some air hugs? Some hearts? Some hearts? Can I get a few hearts? Let me see 10 hearts. Let me see 10 hearts and then we'll get out of here. Let me see 10 hearts. God bless you, Anthony. Good to see you. All right. All right. Love you too, Tiana. Love you. Love you. I see hearts. One. I see hearts and hugs. I see hearts and hugs. I see hearts and hugs. Some of y'all still trying to figure out how to get the heart of the hug emoji. You can just type the word hug. All right. Hope you guys have an amazing night. Shalom. All right, IG. Your last one's on. Love y'all. All right. Come on. Come on. Love y'all. Shalom. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.